You're listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an evangelical Lutheran church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell. Yesterday I was thinking about times when I've been given the choice between two awful things. And the first thought I had was one I ended up putting on Twitter, which is never the best idea. But anyway, as someone as disillusioned by American politics as everyone else, I tweeted that the choice between Democrats and Republicans feels not unlike the choice between syphilis and gonorrhea. <laughs> In our text for today, we are seemingly confronted with a similarly unenviable choice, namely the choice between hacking off our own hands and feet or going to hell. On the surface, it looks like Jesus is saying to us, here is the cost of discipleship. If you really love me, you will be willing to hack off your own limbs to avoid making any mistakes. At least, that's what I remember hearing when I was growing up, that if you really loved Jesus, you would want more than anything in the world to be good enough for him to love you back, and sometimes that might mean hurting yourself. So are you willing to cut off a hand? Would you literally gouge out your own eye if it made you a person who was worthy of eternal life? Because that's the level of commitment clearly demanded here. That's the prescription for following Jesus. But if that's what it takes to be a disciple, all I can do is look with despair at these extreme and somewhat creepy demands that I can never live up to and wonder why in the world Jesus wants me to hurt myself and not be a whole person. I mean, I love Jesus, but I kind of love my hands and feet and eyes too. <laughs> but what if this passage in Mark isn't a discipleship manual? What if it's not prescriptive? What if it's descriptive? Maybe... It's not a prescription for how to make yourself a good Christian, but a description of what happens to you, to us, when we're swept up into this kingdom of God thing. I may not be willing to maim myself in order to be a good person, but I can tell you that God has removed some hellish things in my life that I was so attached to they felt like parts of my own body. Maybe the cutting away that Jesus describes is less like some kind of weird self-mutilation of redemptive suffering and is more like, like being freed from the Matrix, that movie from 1999 where humans were unwittingly plugged into a computer organism and the characters who had been unplugged, who had been freed from the Matrix, were identifiable by scars on the back of their necks. The back of the neck is where they'd previously been shackled to the Matrix. And when they chose to have real life, and not just be in bondage to the machine, they were unplugged from it, but it hurt to be unplugged. Maybe like having something cut off of their body, it hurt to have the illusion pulled away. But in exchange, they got life, real life, not an illusion, but with that real life came real freedom and real purpose. I've had things like that happen in my life. Things that blocked out the light of Christ, but that I was so profoundly attached to that I was sure I'd never survive without them. The unhealthy relationship, I was so certain that if it ended, I'd die. 
and it ended and I was better off? Or like how before I sobered up, alcohol was making my life hell, and yet doing without it was the most terrifying thing I could imagine because I believed I could not possibly function without drinking, and to have the bottle taken from me felt as though it, my own hand was being cut off. So I started to wonder, what, what other things are we so attached to that they feel like essential parts of us but are actually making our lives hell and the very things that we need to be freed from? Like how sometimes my fear is such a part of me, it's like sinew connected to bone. My self-interest has nerves and veins. My resentments or addictions or self-loathing or pride can seem like such an embedded essential part of me that they become my own eyes. This set of eyes may work for us for a while, but sometimes we become so attached to them. We become so attached to seeing ourselves in the world in a certain way because no matter how untrue or unhealthy that perspective is, there's always a payoff to keeping it. So when we're forced to change, it feels like having an eye gouged out. And yet, to sometimes our perspective needs to be cut off. Meaning, maybe when Jesus says that if our eye causes us to stumble, we should gouge it out. Maybe removing our eye means having a viewpoint that we've clung to be taken away, which, just for the record, is pretty much what the word repentance means. It means being changed by seeing things differently. Maybe we could use a good eye-gouging repentance of our perspectives. Like, maybe you've always seen yourself as a victim, or the way your relationship to money, regardless of how much you have, is always one of scarcity. Or maybe you see your family of origin in the same way you did 10 or 20 years ago, even though they've changed. Because if these things cause us to stumble, meaning if they get in the way of God doing God's thing in our lives and in the world, watch out because God will have no compunction about cutting it away. We may want to keep these viewpoints, keep these ways of seeing ourselves, others, and the world, but that can be hell. And having them removed can be life, even if the process is painful. The freedom provided by living out this gospel is real, but I respect you guys too much to not admit that the process isn't usually a pleasant one. It hurts to have things torn from us, to have the bottle taken out of our hands, to have the bad relationship end, to have the way we see ourselves in the world change. Even if the result of this cutting away is life and freedom, but to be clear, God cuts and hacks and heals these things not to exercise power or to punish, but to free us. So I guess I hear this teaching of Jesus like this. If your hand or anything else you think you're so attached to causes you to be in bondage, if your old way of seeing yourself in the world is causing you hell, God may just cut it off. It's better for God to take away that which is killing you than for you to keep it and remain unchanged. That's being a disciple. See, people think Christians look like Ned Flanders, like super-duper clean-cut and sparkling with painful politeness, but you can actually identify us by our wounds. You want to see a Christian, look for someone who's figuratively missing a hand. You want to spot someone who lives in real Christian freedom, look for the one-eyed guy. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the church in Philippi, said, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, share in his suffering, and conform to his death. This process of being these one-eyed, gimpy, handless disciples, this is what it means to be conformed to Christ. For lest we forget, the very body of our risen Lord was a wounded body. Which brings me back to Democrats and Republicans. 
I wonder if we didn't see exactly what I'm describing happen this week in the US Congress when Pope Francis spoke to some of the most powerful people in the world, people perhaps attached to the matrix of war, profiteering, and corporate greed and power, and the Holy Father spoke to them gospel words of human dignity and the common good and the likeness of God in every human face and the abolition of the death penalty and the care of the stranger and immigrant and the blood-soaked money of the weapons industry. And as Pope Francis spoke, the Senate Majority Leader, John Boehner, wept. And then the next day announced he'd be resigning. Now, we're told in the news that this was simply a case of party politics. And now, obviously, I don't know the guy, but when I heard that the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached at a joint session of Congress one day, and the next day the Senate Majority Leader resigned, <laughs> I wondered if it wasn't actually due to political expediency at all, but due to repentance, as though an axe removed from him what he was so attached to that he might have life. I like to think so. Maybe he too is a gimpy, one-handed, half-blind disciple who just can't see himself and the world the same anymore. And that just sounds like something Jesus would do. Amen. <laughs>